Hi, all of you, all the thousands and thousands of people watching live. I'm sure there must be. I mean, I can just bring it into existence just through sheer force of will. Uh, this is episode 126 at Mike White's podcast. We missed a week, but we didn't think it was important to talk about that first game because, you know, it's a pre-season friendly. So we're starting with the first game of the season against Everton, uh, joined by KC. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good. Uh, a bit knackered, but then again, who isn't these days? Pretty much everyone seems to be tired. No, but to be fair, you know, we're here now and I'm looking forward to talking to the millions and nice. millions of, of, of the Mighty Boys. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, to be, it's probably good to start on the wrestling reference because uh, that's been an interesting week too, but that's not for here. Uh, so, yeah, two all against Everton. Good start to the season after that, after getting beaten that friendly. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you got to go to this one. I, I didn't get to. I didn't make it to this one. But by all accounts, one an, an absolutely fantastic atmosphere, Ellen Road, and, and just great to see. It was great seeing all the pictures of just the buzz around Ellen Road. That that picture of everyone staying under the bridge while it was absolutely bouncing down was really nice. Um, you know, the atmosphere inside, and and obviously the start of before the game as well, having the the minutes applause for for those that had been lost mm. as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's very nice just hearing that noise at Ellen Road again. And, and you know, for me, I got to get to the crew game and I got to experience it. And it, it was great being back. So I can only imagine how it was for, for a Premier League game. Yeah, the atmosphere was great. And to be honest, this was a really good game. I actually think that being a Leeds fan, it sounds like we were maybe a little bit close to it. Because I came out of that going, that was a good game. And I said to my dad, like, that, I think that was probably a really good game if you were neutral. And I read a couple of match reports on the way back and they were all banging on about how it was a brilliant game and it was a fantastic advert just for football. And I wonder if... This I, is I, what I, the Premier League is all about. Yeah, basically. Because this never happens in any other division. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, the atmosphere sort of dragged it up from just a good game into a really good one. But it's sort of a weird one because if you are 1-0 down and 2-1 down, a point's a good result. And Everton are a decent side. So going into the game, I would it's a home game, so I wouldn't have taken a point, but it's not a disaster. But I do feel it was a little bit of a missed opportunity because uh, it was it was not game like I thought Leeds were the better side, but especially because of the way we started the second half, overall Everton definitely had the better chances. So I can't I can't complain at a point really. Yeah, it, it came, definitely came across that way. Um, especially when you end up watching Match of the Day or, or whatever highlights you end up watching. It's, it's mostly Everton chances, which I think the, the thing is that doesn't do Leeds' performance justice when you when you watch that in terms of you know control of possession for periods of time and things like that. But um, it was it was a good game to listen to at least, and um, you know, like I say after after the drubbing in, in that. Um, last preseason friendly, um, it, you know it's a decent result against a team who we will probably be. You know, if they're five or six points either side of us, it's probably about right. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about the goals. Um, well, it was <laughs> your reaction to the first goal in the ground depends entirely on where in the ground you were by the looks of it, because me. 
everyone around me, everyone anywhere near me, were there was a lot of shouts of "Get up, Calvert Lewin, you diving bastard!" Uh, however, if you were side onto it instead of directly behind Liam Cooper, yeah, it was a penalty. Big, big grab. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of them. It's a silly thing to do, but I suppose the mistake is getting wrong side in the first place, really. And you're yeah. not gonna, you're not gonna. There aren't many centre backs that once they're wrong side of Calvert Lewin are just going to be able to knock him out of way. No, it's it it's not a great piece of defending. And then, you know, Liam Cooper does what absolutely any other central defender would do to recover. Wraps his arms around his waist, gets a good handful of shirt, and just hopes for the best. Yeah, and to be honest, he got the best until the video kicked in. <laughs> I mean, he got away with it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I would have gotten away with two if it wasn't for that meddling VAR. <laughs> yeah, it was a um, it was a it was a shame. But I cut once I saw it back. I mean, I I was ready in the ground to be really. Full of shit, but they have done something to the mobile signal at Ellen Road because I actually was able to get signal and I just looked on Phil Hayes' Twitter for the reply to the tweet. Is this everyone having a go at the ref or is it everyone having a go at Cooper? And it was everyone having a go at Cooper, so I went, Oh, it must be our angle then, it must be a penalty. Yeah, um, good, speaking, good speaking, penalty. Of, speaking of the mobile reception, though. I don't know if it's because you're more elevated that that helps things because uh, I did not find that experience to ring true in the cheese wedge. Ah, right. Uh, good penalty from Calvert-Lewin. Melier went right way, so he couldn't have done much more with it. But then Leeds' equaliser was a really nice goal. Ball up the line. I think I think Ailing played it up the line. Rafinha sort of flicks it on with a flying, weird volley. Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, Michael Keane's a bit asleep because he's probably 70-30 favourite to get there. But Bamford beats him to it. Beats his man. Good ball into click. Good, really good finish. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice seeing click in that area because it's, I think, of the, over the last probably 18 months, it's it's not the position you've seen him in that often. Obviously, when Bielsa first came and he seemed to be making those those runs a lot more often. So it's, yeah. quite, it's quite nice to see him kind of get in there and supporting Bamford um, and finishing from that sort of range because... Every time I think of Click last season, it's him 25 yards out curling a shot over the bar. Yeah, even when he is the more advanced day as he was in this one, he used to make that run through the middle quite a lot. Like I said, now he still makes that run, but it's nearly always wide. Mm. It's nearly always at the side of the box. So it was nice to see him pop up in the middle. And it was a, I mean, it was a very confident finish here. Uh, like he, he made it look very. It was one you should score, but he made it look really simple, which is a good sign for his finishing. Uh, went in half time, one all, and I was fairly happy with performance. To be honest, I was not happy with the first fifteen minutes of the second half. It isn't just Everton's goal; we just did not come out the blocks at all for the second half. No, it's um, it is the problem when you've got players of that quality but you can't let them kind of get a sniff in there. Um, and, and obviously, it, it's strange because when you talk about the Man United game, it's very strange to... Obviously we yeah, but you, start, can't, you can't compare it to a friendly. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we started that half really well for the first two and a half minutes and then really dropped off. Yeah. 
well, I say dropped off. Dropped off is probably the wrong term because we were quite high up the field still. Mm. That was, I think, that was part of the problem. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things that, that needs to be addressed. But I, th- I think with the Bielsa team as well, you, for the most part, you, it's it's never been much of an issue. You tell you, you know, it, it tends to come out at, come out the blocks fairly well for the most part. But it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, and the goal itself was a bit not like Strauch makes a decent interception early on and it just bounces back. That bit was unlucky. But um I mean you don't it's really, really not something that you often associate with Stuart Dallas this word. But I thought he was really lazy defending. Like Damari Gray when he go when he goes into the box, when he first picks up the ball, he's facing away from goal facing the East stand. All Stuart Dallas needs to do is take a step forward and be tight to him. And there's no danger, and he stays away, gives him time to turn, and then, although he does try and close down the shot because it goes through his legs, it's too late by the time he's doing it, and uh, he'll watch that one back and be a bit disappointed with it, I dare say. Yeah, um, it's, it, like you say, it's, it's disappointing to to allow someone sort of that much room inside the penalty area, and all it like say, all it takes is. Get that yard closer, kind of shut that option down, and then force them backwards or back out wide. Yeah. Um, but I, I must admit, I thought I thought Demari Gray was a threat the entire time he was on the pitch. He, uh, I don't know if it's just because he's been away, or whether he's done the Bamford thing and gained a yard by doing a load of fitness work. But he seemed quicker than he used to be, and he was quick before. But there was a couple of times where he. It wasn't so much running at players. He'd get the ball alongside a player and set off, and he just disappeared into the distance like the play. And he wasn't running away from really slow footballers. No, it, it's one of those I think we, we've said before. Like he, one point eight million or whatever it was. It it does not take a lot for him to be the signing of the season. You know, if you put in, if you play well, one in every three games. You're at, you're worth it for that sort of price, yeah. Um, and I suppose he's come back now, having had, you know, he went away, didn't really play either. Um, so he's had a couple of years out now. So I suppose coming into a team and being given a chance from the opening day, he has got a bit of a point to prove. Um, and and I think typically the way that that either go, that goes is either you get good performances from someone or you get the visual of someone who is trying way, way too hard and manages to mess everything up. And, and unfortunately, that's not what we got from it. Well, when it comes to the crew game, we'll talk about someone who seems to be trying really hard while also looking like he's not trying at all. Uh, hang, on, hang on, I'm putting together a shortlist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but Le- Leeds did manage to get back in it. Uh, Rafinha got his customary goal against Everton. It was probably his seventh shot at game. Uh like Rafinha didn't always manage to get everything right in this game, but he was always our biggest threat through the entire match. He, everything was going through him, uh, and it's a really good finish. Good uh, Cooper, sort of a bit making up for his mistake a bit with a little layoff. It wasn't, but it's not like one of those assists where you're going, "Oh, it's about the assist that goal," because obviously <laughs> it's just a layoff. But it's still, it's nice for him to get something to kind of make up for it. And Rafinha. Belts it into the bottom court. It's a really good finish. Yeah, it, it took me to watch 
because I think from side on, you don't realize how well he's actually hit that until I think you get a camera that's sort of right behind him um, to, to really show how good of a strike that was and, and how unstoppable it was. Yeah, yeah I, excellent technique. I, I would say in the A stand up, I couldn't have been better placed, but it was like a direct line, the far post, Rafinha, us. Yeah. So it was a great view to have of the goal. Uh, both teams did try and win it. I thought Leeds in the last bit did look the more likely of the two. Um, there was a lot said about the crossing to Bamford right at the end. Because he did have a rate older Bamford, but I think if there hadn't been one given earlier in the game, I don't think we'd have been as up in arms about it. I don't think there yeah. was enough in that to give it, really. Yeah, I wasn't entirely keen of, of the chance of VAR for it, but you, you can understand why when that's been when one's been given and 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 the, the, i think this is the thing i don't still don't quite understand about var is that how in the studio they looked and said that the referee needs to have a look at that decision for liam cooper because it's blatant like I, and i feel to whoever's doing var should say no that's a penalty yeah like how how it's essentially going, well, I think it's penalty, but you have a look as well. But then... I think it, then I don't think they ever want to fully overrule the referee. So they're like, overrule yourself. Like, just come on. It's like, like, for the most part, there are reasons for it, whether it's just the positioning, whether you've not... So like you say, if you're on the side you were on, you know, you didn't see it. I'm, sure, I'm guessing chances are the linesman won't, won't have seen it on that side. Um, I mean, to be fair, if you were sat in the Everton fans, you probably could have seen it from there. But yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I can't really complain about VAR for the start of the season. It's it's no. do, it's still doing a lot better than it was before. You say if the Everton fans could have seen it, they probably wouldn't have appealed for it. I, yeah, it's very rare that that something like this actually sticks out to me. Like, normally, I just don't really think about it. But I was very disappointed in Everton's fans. Like, you know, we're only just back after all this time away. And Everton, you know, proper football club with pretty big fan base, all of that stuff. And God, were, like, Cruise away fans put them to shame and there was a third as many of them. Well, they were all being inspired by Luke Murphy. Yeah, that's true. Well, they, did have to, they had to drive all night for Luke Murphy. You know, Everton are... You know, they went there, they were missing key players for varying reasons. Yeah, it was um but yeah, two two is not a bad result. It's not good it's not a great one either, but it's fine. Uh and then Tuesday night, Leeds free crew nil, which Which paints a much rosier picture than that game was. Well it's like because all the goals were late, I nearly said made hard work of it, but we didn't make hard work of it. They had like one shot. We just yeah didn't do we just weren't really great until we weren't you couldn't describe it as great anyway because it's crew and that's not that's not disrespect it's just that they should we should win these games easily but we didn't look like we were just miles ahead of them and it looked really easy until Bamford came on before that we we're making a bit of a toe of it really but even so, when we weren't playing well, we should have had two or three in that stage. Like, Phillips missed an absolute sitter. 
Rodrigo probably should have got one. We we hit the woodwork. Juventus header got cleared off the line. So like it wasn't as if we played badly before that. We just didn't do enough. And then Bamford came on, and all of a sudden we did look like we were two leagues above them. I I thought fair play to Crew because I know you reeled up all the chances we had there, but I thought defensively I thought they set up quite well and mm. and whilst. In the nicest, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to put it, that Rodrigo and Costa were wasteful. I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of this, and I do want to explain, there's been a lot of oh, Rodrigo and Costa, Rodrigo and Costa, Rodrigo and Costa. Their relative performances, it is very unfair to be putting Rodrigo in with Costa. Rodrigo was not good, but he wasn't actively really poor. Which well, I, think, I, think, I think the reason I put them together is because <laughs> I, I felt like I mean it's not got to, obviously Rodrigo's not got to the point where I am with Helder Costa where I sigh every time he gets the ball because I just have no faith in him to do whatever it is he's thinking of doing like yeah. beat the fullback shoot, pass cross honestly if he tried to fall over I think he'd get it wrong yeah, he really, he really was off it in this game, and that's one of the things that I heard. I, there was a lot of people going, "Well, you know, he really needs to take these chances." I wonder if he's putting too much pressure on himself. If he is, he don't look like he's trying too hard. He just looks like he's. That's the, this is the, he looks like he's just rubbish, and we've seen enough good games out of him to know it isn't just that because hmm. he isn't like he isn't technically bad, but he often makes himself look like he is. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, going back to crew, the the one thing I thought, they just, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I never really looked. There was Luke Murphy and there was ten other lads. Um, uh, just to make us all feel old, Willie Eskalainen in goal. Yeah, Yuzi's great grandson. Yep. Um, but they had their big lad up front. I don't really remember. Like they would just launch balls forward, nowhere near him, and he would also make no attempt to get any of them. So crew, when they did get possession, would just give it back to us. Yeah, like, and we just come again, give it to Costa, miss hit cross goes for a goal kick, long ball, give it to Rodrigo, he tries something and misses, and then he just looks a bit confused. Long ball, give it to Costa. Miss hit shot. <laughs> yeah, like you'd say the I don't want to, I don't want to pile on Costa, but I kind of have to. Yeah, like I would say highlight at first half was probably Diego Juventus passing from the back, which admittedly he was under zero pressure, which does help. But you know, there, there were some really good balls. That one down the right channel that uh that set up a good chance, that was probably the pick of them. But played some he played some good stuff. Uh and then the emotional highlight. Was Adam Forshaw playing an hour? I, th I said to you last night, you sort of really missed is seeing Adam Forshaw get the ball, turn backwards, play it wide. Yeah. Like clockwork, that man. Yeah. And uh, well, today someone did do the tweeting Radrizani thing saying, Where's the new midfielder? And he just replied with Adam Forshaw, which used to be the running joke among Leeds fans that this guy coming back from injury is like a new signing. But it appears to be the official club line. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was it was great to see him back. You know, obviously first game in two years. 
Um, and I know playing against Crew isn't going to be an indication as to where he is, but it's great to see him get through those 60 minutes. You know, he's been on the bench now, so hopefully we, we might see him a little bit more in, in, you know, actually playing in the Premier League now. Um, you, you suspect, because at the end of this, we, you know, last night we got drawn against Fulham away, which was the dream trip we've all been wanting. It says a lot. That happened last night. I'd already forgot. <laughs> so, so you'd expect he, he will probably play in that one as well. Um, but yeah, fantastic to see him back. Nice to see, you know, for those of us that weren't there against Everton, nice to see Calvin and, and just how loud the, the chanting is for him at this point. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, and yeah, like you say, you know, Click came on, um, Luke Ayling came on at half time, and then Pat Bamford came on and. Uh, I think this might, I don't know if it is overstated or not actually, but Pat Bamford basically turned the game on its head from yeah. from dull, terrible attacking effort from Leeds that looked destined to go to a penalty shootout to dispatching of crew who are a crew League 2 or League 1? One. one. Okay. Uh, it isn't, um, it shouldn't really matter the way we played, we should have been at a rip through them anyway. But I do think the big difference, other than Bamford just, you know, being in pretty decent nick and playing well on the night, both because Rodrigo and Roberts both spent time playing as the striker in this game. They kind of switched over a few times. But both of them, their first instinct was to drop off the front into midfield and try and get on the ball that way. And when Bamford came in, he, he made runs in behind all the he, time and just he looked he so much more dynamic. Yeah, I will he, say. He, he was physically, the physical strength and his running power, which I, you'll have seen that stat from the weekend when we were playing Everton, where he was like the fourth highest speed of sprint in the Premier League. Yeah. Now, which is it, insane. It, it didn't happen this summer. I think it was last summer because he was doing it a bit there, but he's definitely gained a, a yard of pace, at least probably more. He's, he's so much quicker than he seemed in the Championship. But as soon as he came on, we did look more of a threat. Uh, Phillips made up for missing an absolute sitter from a corner by scoring one from a corner. Uh, and then once it went 1-0, Crew couldn't just sit back anymore because the only chance they had was to get one. So a couple of goals on the counter. Uh, just breaking through. Jack Harrison getting them both. Uh, both really good finishes. First one, touch a look to it because it took a little bit long to do the chip. And it like clipped off the keeper's shoulder on its way in. Second one, he hit like a rocket. Um, but like, it's weird when Bamford only played twenty minutes. Like Harrison was the best, was man at match. Like he, he was he was good right through. But Bamford was probably second. And he to, be honest, I, to be honest, I, I wasn't far off giving Bamford man of the match. <laughs> I th- like I said, I thought his, his running was so much more dynamic than than either Roberts or Rodrigo showed in that, and just just either creating space for people or getting into good spaces. Um, and I, I do think Click helped as well. I thought he kind of calmed things down a bit in midfield. Um, no, I mean, by the end, like I said to you, I think we were, we were, you know, Stuart Dallas away from basically a starting 11. Yeah, uh, we weren't a million miles off. It's, 
I mean, I'd say it's good to see us take the cut more seriously, but I don't know if it was that, because Bielsa said all of these players were people that needed minutes. I think probably except Bamford, he, pro he probably wasn't planning on playing him. No, but um, it's, it's what you, you know, we won't be taking this competition seriously, but I wouldn't mind seeing us progress a few rounds. Oh, it's one of them. If, if one's in the League Cup, you only have to win like six games. So if you, once you've got through this, you only need, if you get a couple of favourable draws, suddenly you're in the position where you have to start taking it seriously. Yeah, but yeah, but we're playing in London next. Yeah, but last time we put, we've won a hundred percent of our last one games in London. What's that against Fulham? Yep, two one win. Lovely. <laughs> I'll t I'll take that again, please. Yeah. So yeah, good to be through. Uh, there's a couple of new contracts. Uh, Charlie Cresswell signed a new one, which I'm glad to see. He. Uh, he has looked really good. He stands out a mile in the twenty threes. Uh, so he's, while he's, he is probably the sixth choice centre back at Leeds. But I think that there's time for him to move up that list. There's the four and there's Ailing. the four, uh, yeah, and Ailing, yeah, and maybe Phillips, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> well, Dallas will be able to do it. But I'm glad. I'm glad to have the deal done. He's definitely played well enough to have earned a new one. Oh, I haven't put it in the list actually, so I'll mention it now before we get on to the other new deal. Uh, Giancarlo Paveda Acampo has gone on loan to Blackburn. Yeah, obviously much speculation about uh, a change in relationship between him and Bielsa. Yeah, no, as to how much that's actually true or not, I don't, I don't know. But um, that's obviously the most speculated part about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this will be the making of him because he needs to play football week in, week out. And uh, but I mean, Blackburn did brilliantly with Harvey Elliott's development last season. But like, I don't think you can use that as a measuring stick because basically, I don't think Pervader's as good as him. No, Harvey Elliott <laughs> is. is you know, in in the brief glimpses he's had of, of first team football with Liverpool so far this season, has looked quite good as a Premier League footballer. Yeah, I think there's a reason that uh, Fulham played him when he was like, wasn't he like sixteen in about ten days? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think we've we've both said it here that he's someone that I don't think there is any benefit to keeping him on the bench now. He's you know he's in his he's in his early twenties. Between you know, in these two seasons, if he's made fifteen substitute appearances, well, season and a half, I suppose, but it's you know, maybe twenty at a push. But it's one of them where I, I think he's probably played like more games than you'd think. Uh, well, I've just on his wiki it says eighteen for Leeds, and that'll just be league. So it, so it probably is around 20, but he's played a decent amount of football. But he needs to be first. He needs to be first choice somewhere, or at least be fir the first backup mm. where he is going to get plenty of football because at Leeds, he just ain't going to get it. And maybe if he has a season playing every week, it could be when he gets back. And that'd be the ideal. Uh, well, I, think, the, I, th I think now, as much as you don't want to talk, you don't want to talk about footballers in this sense of them going elsewhere but if you, if you sit around at, at Leeds and, and you're not playing any 
and he wasn't really he he didn't never uh, didn't feature that often for the twenty threes either because we had, always had fairly good options there. Yeah. No, he got in that weird he got into that weird space that Jamie Shackleton was in last season, mm. where they didn't play him in the twenty threes because he was like too senior for that, but he didn't really play for the first team. Yeah. So if nothing else, you, you want to go away have a try and have a decent season. If you know, if not to try and get in the team here then at least get yourself a move to play first-team football elsewhere. Mm. Uh, the other new deal, which is uh, the one... Everyone was expecting it, but I don't think everyone was expecting this length of deal. Uh, Bamford, new five-year deal. Five more years. Five more years. I, I'm very pleased. He's, he has more than earned it. Like he's yep. been, He was outstanding last season. He was brilliant. And... I mean, it's a few months later than it should have been, but Bamford has been called up by England this after. Yes, they've noticed the error of their ways and the fact that Ollie Watkins hasn't really started the season for Villa. No, he's a. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm delighted. Oh, well, I'm doesn't not... seem to, I will say it doesn't seem to have affected Jesse Lingard not playing. Well, that was. I think that's the key difference. Jesse Lingard, I believe, came on for like four minutes of a game. So he couldn't say, oh, I aren't picking him because he hasn't played. (laughs) Uh, And I believe one of these games is against Andorra. So Bamford better start up front for that one. Oh, I can't wait to see Pat Bamford in an England shirt. Yeah, it'll be great. Because they've got three games, haven't they, over the break. So he'll definitely, he should get some form of cap. All we need now is is Jack Harrison to get the call up as well. Yeah, it's a shame for uh, Jack Harrison. Like, does deserve an international call-up. It's just that there's loads of really good players playing in that position. And, like, really good players. <laughs> yeah, when you when you look at Arguably that, world-class players. Yeah, you know, you look at, you know, the person who featured in his position most during the Euros was Raheem Sterling. Hmm. So... And hmm. who else played there? And the other guy that played there a fair bit has just gone for 100 million. Yeah... He's quite good. He could play on the other side, but then again, Phil Foden plays there. Yeah. Okay, Saka plays there. That one that's gone. Mason that, one, Mount. That, that one that's gone to scum. Yeah. yeah. He did let his country down though. Yeah. Um, oh, watch out! You'll be getting a <laughs> the that local uh, Labour, MP that Labour MP Alex is it Sobel? He'll be calling for you. Will be banned from Ellen Road. Yeah. Thick bastard. <laughs> how Look, to not? How to not help? You little uh, Don't say such stupid shit. You're just playing into the Tory's hands. You thick bastard. Uh, you know, <laughs> I understand when when twinned with, you know, the abuse they came in for over the summer, it can seem unkind. But people made effigies and burnt them of David yeah. Beckham. Yeah, it was unkind. That was the whole point. It was meant to be unkind. But you're allowed to be unkind. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's perfectly yeah. reasonable. It's anyone who's like, oh, well, look at the players they're chatting about. It's like, yeah, Man United, yeah, the Man players. United ones. Yeah, strange that. We're, we're not so, so bothered about Bukayo Saka. <laughs> He's fine. Nice young lad. Plays yeah. for a terrible team. Yeah, oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Bamford get play for England. It'll be great. And it's fully deserved um well we'll just come on to the last bit because we're flying through at a decent rate luckily uh trip to happy place turf moor on sunday bloody awesome 
well, I'll say pop culture. It's probably over a year old now, but it's a pop culture reference that you've made. I'm actually, I'm absolutely amazed. Only because I'll have seen it on Twitter at some point. <laughs> like, I don't, why does that, is that like a reference to a song or something? No, no, it's just, um, I believe it's a Radio 1 presenter who was a massive Burnley fan went into I'm a Celebrity and whenever he had like insects and stuff dropped on him, he would just go happy place turf more, happy place turf more. Oh, I have no idea where it was from. Oh, I, okay. just, I just know that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did, for this, pretty much their team news is, is copy and paste from last season. Yeah, this won't take long. They play 4-4-2. One of the strikers will drop off the front. It'll be whoever isn't Chris Wood. Because <laughs> it could be Vidra, it could be Ashley Barnes. I think Jay Rodriguez is still struggling injury-wise, so it probably won't be him. But, but one of them will drop a bit deeper. Otherwise, fairly standard 4-4-2. Strong centre-back uh, pairing. Tarkovsky and Mings is a good centre-back pairing. Charlie Fack and Taylor will play left-back. Left the, the disappointing Nick, news... Nick the Pope's a good goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, the disappointing news for us is that Bailey Peacock-Farrell is, no, is not playing for them anymore. Well, he's out yeah. on loan, isn't he? So, I can't do my prediction last year of saying the score unless Peacock... They, oh, Peacock, Bailey, Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. Unless Bailey Peacock-Farrell plays and then it'll be 4-0. And it was... Uh, it's very similar. We'll be three three one three, which we were against Everton anyway, because Richarlison pushed right up alongside Calvert Lewin. Theirs is a slightly different version. It's a bit more. It's a bit simpler, really. Their wingers will stay high. The midfielders will stay deep. It's quite a. It's very uncomplicated, but when Four, you make two, it two two two, yeah, when you make it uncomplicated. You do also have less things that can go wrong. So they don't because it's not as complex and everything, they can just each player just can focus on the job. And for the most part, they've got players who will do their job to a decent level. Um I didn't even realise that they ended up 17th last season because everyone was so far clear at relegation zone that I sort of forgot. You forgot there was a 17th. Yeah, because they were like 12 points clear or something. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was between them and Southampton for 17th, if I remember rightly. It was, um, you know, they they didn't have a strong finish to the season. Did we beat them 3 0? It was 4 0. 4 0. That was it. Rodrigo came off the bench and had a fantastic performance, didn't he? Yeah, he played, played as a striker and looked really good. Uh, scored two goals. Click got one, and I don't remember what the fourth goal was. Uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell picked one up, turned around and kicked it into his own net and then realised he'd gone the wrong way. Yeah, I think because uh, Clicks was from distance. Uh, Jack Harrison got the other one. Yeah, it's good luck, Jackie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a... Like, it won't be as easy as it was in the 4-0 because they... Once they knew they were safe back end of last season, they really played some awful stuff. They just stopped. Uh, they won't be making it that this, that easy this time, you wouldn't expect. Um, I'm just trying to think changes-wise from from the Everton game. Can't really see any. No, I'd, I'd be surprised, to be honest. I think we'll stick to the to the midfield partnership of Click and... Uh, well, yeah, Phillips and Click and Dallas will go... Will like Dallas, 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 will Dallas go to right wing back? 
he'll probably he'll be right wing back with a Firpo at left wing back. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. depending on where the ball is, one of them will tuck inside a fair bit and stuff like that. Mostly Dallas. Because Firpo doesn't tuck in, he makes aggressive runs inside <laughs> <laughs> and just ends up in the number 10 position. Uh he hasn't had the best start, Firpo. He's a uh, he's looked a bit suspect when people run at him to me. Which is why I was quite glad I never really saw anyone run at him in, in the scum game. Well, I mean, their, 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 se their second goal, uh the one that Ailing didn't clear off the line before he has the shot, it was a very simple turn and he made Firpo pretty much fall over. Well. Yeah. But again, friend, that was only a friendly, so yeah. don't count. Um, it's sort of a... It it's an odd one with Burnley. He rattled, he rattled the post against Crew, though. Yeah. He's a, uh, it's an odd game, the Burnley one, because on paper, I definitely think we should beat him. Like, and normally I'd be worried because we look less good playing the three at the back, but the way we played against Everton, I thought we looked quite good. So I'm a, I'm a bit more confident going into this one than I normally would be. No, I, I feel quite good. I, th I think coming off, a, you know, a decent result against Everton, uh, Pat will have his tail up now and score seven or something. I don't know. He's just dead good. Yeah, um, like, obviously, me and Tarkovsky... A, a good partnership and Tarkovsky's quite a good defender. I'm not, I don't rate Ben Mee that highly, but he works for what they do pretty well. But I'd back Bamford against either one of them, especially if you can get one on one against Ben Mee. Yeah, and, and obviously, and you don't want to, you don't want to get into the habit of typecasting teams, but again, good at set pieces, yeah. looking to get either me or Tarkovsky to win the header. They, you know, they put both of them at the back post. And Chris Wood is, you know, he's a good Premier League striker. Mm. And, to, and to be honest, if depending on how far how far up the pitch you can get, Charlie Taylor is very good going forward. Yeah. Um, and when they when he's going, he does supply a lot of crosses in for them. Charlie Taylor versus Rafinha could be interesting, though. I'd I'd be backing Rafinha in that battle. Mm. And that uh, like uh, on the other side as well. Jack Harrison versus Matt Lowton. I'm backing Jack Harrison all day. Yeah. I mean, the other side of that is, uh, like, I'd be interested to see how Dwight McNeil does because he, he's probably going to be up against Stuart Dallas in that case. Yeah. And, and Dwight McNeil's a good player. Yeah, he's good, isn't McNeil? Um, so, what are we thinking? Sorry, I just realised that McNeil is the name of the courtroom drama show from Futurama. Oh, <laughs> what say you, McNeil? <laughs> so, uh, Mel, Mel, single Mel female lawyer. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there now. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Um, so, yeah, Melly Angle back three. You would, although that's for that's for change. Like Juventus came through his forty-five minutes unscathed. So, do you think he'll be back in? Because if so, Ailing will be right wing back. You would think. I don't know. Um, it just occurred to me that that was actually a really obvious thing, but uh, I believe we're both quite sleep-deprived. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to think whether he would go from giving someone 45 minutes to 
in a you know especially in a cup game to 90 minutes in a premier league game that same week so do you think uh, he's probably on the bench i think he might still be on the bench so ailing strauch and cooper yeah yeah you see i, I could see it being it's kind of weird actually because I could I could see a world where it ends up being like Ailing, Juventus, and Strauk or Cooper. Well, would, that wouldn't surprise me as much as I, I know he'd like having. Obviously, you've got Juventus who's prone to have a bit of a wander out with the ball, and I don't think he's opposed to having three of those at the back. <laughs> so uh, that's probably the only contentious one. But if, uh, yeah, if if he is on the bench, then everything will stay the same. Dallas and Furpo wide, Phillips clicking middle, Rafinha, Bamford, Harrison. Uh, if if Juventus comes in and Ailing plays right wing back, I wonder if then Dallas would play left wing back and he drop Furpo. Because I can't see him dropping Dallas. No. Ooh. I, I think if that's now what I think. I think if Urente starts, I think Furpo doesn't. Hmm. Who's their right winger? Uh, the last couple of games, I believe, have started Goodman somewhere. Hmm. I, I feel like Furpo could probably get away with that one. I think whoever we play there should be okay against it. Like he's got his strengths, but it's not like he's massively skillful or massively quick. Hell of a throw. Cost yes. But uh, so yeah, just predictions. We didn't even do predictions for crew because we forgot. So it's just a uh, shame. I, I believe I said three 0 home win, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was weird that you even called first goal Phillips. Uh, <laughs> uh I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with two 0 Leeds win. That's exactly what I was going to say, so I'm going to change to 2-1. Fair. Yeah, um, I, I, hopefully, we, hopefully we can win this, because I think everyone will feel better if we can get that first winning league sorted nice and early. Because uh, it's not like... it's like, uh, The way I was, I was saying to my dad, because my dad was on about the start not being very good, and I just, well, year on year... That friendly was the same result as last year. And we lost at home to Everton. So year on year, we've improved. Yeah. And that's how that works. Of course, that logic will fall down if we don't get four points off Man City. Does that does that mean against Burnley we just need to we need to have a good first half like we did last year and a less terrifying second half than last than last season? Yeah. Well that, that was, was a- it was a- it was a that weird, was the... fun result, that, because that was right off the back of. It was literally off the back of Leeds cannot grind out a result. And then was we that... ground out a win. <laughs> was that the first time we had Robin Cocker hold in midfield? Or was it around that first period he did it? Yeah, it might have been. I can't actually remember. To be... All I remember is us just being backs to the wall for quite a while. Yeah. I was working during that. Was not happy, but yeah, two nil and two one. It should be a should be a decent game. Hopefully, a win. So long as we get a win, everyone will be happy. Because 
you don't want to go to Burnley and like not come home happy because you're not going to be happy going there. I think the sheer act of leaving Burnley, regardless of the result, you'll be happy. Ah, fair. Right, uh, do we have what else that we need to talk about? Because I didn't take any notes because uh, I didn't have time to do anything. I just set up the computer and pressed live. No, I think I think we've covered everything. Cool. Well, in that case, that'll do us for episode 126 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's pod, where the few of you that are watching live, I think most of you are. Uh, the stuff we write, which admittedly is less frequent due to lack of time, goes up on through it altogether, which is on Twitter at THIU, it's all LUFC. And uh, we will be back, I would assume, well... After the Burnley game, just say that. Yeah, after You're the Burnley always game, right, then. I'm on, I'm on nights next week, so I'm not sure when. AM I've no podcast, way, yeah. yeah. I've no way of knowing. But yeah, so that'll do us. I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, have a good one. In a bit.